Attention, fellow Martians. Welcome to a global broadcast transmission. This is Mixed Martian Arts. Prepare yourself. It's going to get weird. is going on my friends my fellow martians how is everybody doing welcome back to another episode of mixed martian arts my name is austin shaper and this is a show where we explore the topics of uap ufc and world war three now today is going to be a uap ufo episode and it's a special one in my opinion not only because i have this little makeshift studio in the background it's nothing impressive if you guys are watching on the video uh like on youtube it's nothing impressive. It's a little dark. I got to work on that. I'm not like a tech guy, but I got the neon sign with the alien head and a couple posters um, that I thought would be cool and would represent the show somewhat accurately. So I wanted to get that up and going. And what's even more exciting than the little studio I got going is the fact that we're going to be doing a deep dive today on what I consider to be one of the most credible UFO sightings, mass UFO, UFO sightings in history, at the very least in American history. Now, this is going to be about the Phoenix Lights. Now, a lot of people have like a surface level of knowledge of the Phoenix Lights, especially if you keep up with the UFO phenomenon. You've probably heard of it. You've probably seen like the shaky home video recordings of the Phoenix Lights. Now, what was it? When was it? And then we'll kind of dive into some very specific witness, eyewitness accounts and testimony and kind of give um, an evaluation of where it is standing to this day. Has it been solved? Is it unresolved? Was this some sort of extraterrestrial, interdimensional, non-human intelligence presence? Was this just military flares? We're going to get into all of that before we get started. Do me a favor and just click subscribe. If you are here on YouTube, I would love to reach 1,000 subscribers. That's something quick, easy, and free that you can do that really helps me grow the channel. If you guys are listening to any of the audio forms on the podcast apps such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, there's a million of them, Podcast Addict, just click follow and leave me a five-star review. That helps me out a lot. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. So to dive into some of these specifics... The Phoenix Lights took place on March 13th, 1997. There was two separate times when the sighting started to occur, the first one being around 7 p.m., and then again at around 10 p.m. The 7 p.m., there was a grouping of five lights. A It's been described as an orangish, yellowish hue, amber kind of glow, five of them in a triangle formation over the city of Phoenix. Now, Something that most people don't realize is this actually started initially in Nevada, in Henderson, Nevada, is where this was first sighted uh, before it made its way to Phoenix. Why I think this is one of the most credible sightings to ever happen in UFO history is because not only was it reported officially by over 700 witnesses, including police officers, military officials, pilots, and obviously civilians, but this was seen by thousands and thousands. I mean, we may be able to say this was viewed by tens of thousands of people. We just don't know. But Phoenix is a very populated city. It was back in 1997. And um, this was right over the damn city. It was not too high up in the air. They estimate it to be about 6,000 uh, 6, feet wide and over a mile long. Now, it's very interesting because the take that a lot of UFO skeptics have on the Phoenix Lights incident is that this was military flares or this was like a stealth 
training exercise from the Air Force. Now, we're going to dive into not only some eyewitness testimony that counters that, but some evidence about how it could not be flares. And if it could not be flares or some sort of stealth jet, first off, we don't have a stealth jet that's a mile wide. We just don't have that. What else could it be other than something that is uh, intelligently controlled going over a mass populated city? In my humble opinion, and I always tell you guys I'm not an expert. I don't know anything about anything. I'm just somebody who's fascinated with these subjects that I talk about on this podcast. But my humble opinion, this was either some show of force or some sort of intentional public display to the civilian population. I don't see it any other way because whatever this was, non-human intelligence, aliens, um, whatever you want to say that it is, it wasn't trying to hide. It wasn't trying to hide and it wasn't trying to conceal its presence. Matter of fact, it sure seems to me that it was trying to make its presence known and it did do that exact thing um, in front of thousands and thousands of people. Now, I do want to dive into a lot of different aspects of this. So, as I mentioned, it was described as a light formation as the outline of a singular giant triangle craft. It was noiseless. That's what it was reported by. Um, hundreds and hundreds of people said that it was noiseless. Um, and as I mentioned, I believe this is one of the most credible, at least in America, that we have as a mass UFO sightings. A lot of the skeptics that I hear on the UFO phenomenon are always like, oh, it's one guy in the middle of a cornfield or... It's some guy, we don't know if he's on drugs, and, you know, he sees this, and we just don't know. We can't make heads or tails of it. He has no evidence. He has no proof, or he's got the shaky phone video, and we just don't know. It's one or two people. They could be crazy. They could be hallucinating. Um, they could be on drugs. A million different reasons. But where it gets weird, and for me, where it gets the most credible and the most fascinating is when you're having hundreds and thousands of witnesses describing the same thing, many of who obviously had no interest in the UFO phenomenon. Many of them probably didn't even believe in UFOs. Many of them never gave it a thought in their life. And all of a sudden, everybody's seeing the same freaking thing. And here we are, what, 20-something, 26 years later, and it's still not resolved. To me, that's a big freaking deal. That's a really big deal. So I'm going to read off just a couple. I'm sorry if I'm popping out of a view for anyone who's watching on video. I got my laptop below me. And um, I wanted to read you guys some testimony from some people who did see this in person. So we're going to start with this guy named Dana Valentine. And he says, and I quote, we could see the outline of a mass behind the lights, but you couldn't actually see the mass. It was more like a gray distortion of the night sky. It was wavy. I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it was not a technology the public has heard of before. Here comes from another witness, Tim Lee. Tim Lee describes, he says, it was astonishing and a little bit frightening. You couldn't actually see the object. All you could see was the outline as if something was blotting out the stars. The lights looked like gas. There was a distortion on the surface. Also, the light didn't spill out or shine. I've never seen a light like that. Sue, Wat Sue Watson, it was a shopping mall flying over my home. I mean, <laughs> that's a scary thought, something that big that you can make out clearly over top of your house. So she says it was a shopping mall flying over my home. It had these lights in front, and then it totally illuminated underneath like a yellowish amber. It was totally rounded boomerang. It was a totally rounded boomerang shape. So very, very interesting. Now, moving on to not only the time. So as I, as I briefly mentioned, it initially took place around 7 p.m., Calls started coming in around 8 p.m. And then again, at around 10 p.m., nine lights were spotted in the same formation. Now, these lights were flickering. Um, 
and apparently they were somewhat stationary compared to the other lights that had happened previously that were kind of floating over the city. And this is where it takes a turn for the weird, as if it's not weird enough. So the military has their explanation for what they said this was. They initially said that this was a high-altitude release of flares. So they're just flares, nothing to worry about. Everybody thinks the UFOs. Um, everybody is crazy. They're seeing these tri this triangular craft, but they're just mistaken. I mean, as I just described, some of these people said this craft was over a mile wide. And video analysis has concluded that it was over 6,000 feet wide. So um, very hard to mistake that as flares, but let's just say that is the prevailing theory because that is what I've heard time and time again, military flares. So this is where it gets very interesting. So not only did they hold a press conference a few days afterwards uh, with the governor of Fife Symington who held a press conference, he was the governor of um, Phoenix at the time, and immediately starts demeaning this thing. He brings out a man disguised in an alien costume saying this is the culprit of the event and you know, basically just decredit, dec de uh, discredits, can't talk, uh, discredits and belittles the entire event and everybody's testimony, the hundreds of people who called in, the thousands of people who witnessed it, he discredits them all and says, you know, this is a bunch of BS and makes fun of it. Now, where it gets weird is he comes out later on, he gives another interview showing remorse for his actions. He shows remorse that he belittled the uh, witnesses and the incident as a whole. And he says, literally, he says, I saw a huge craft come over Squaw Peak. It was just breathtaking. This is coming from the governor, the same one who belittled it. He said it was just breathtaking. As a pilot and a former Air Force officer, I can definitely say this craft did not resemble any man-made object that I had ever seen. It was certainly not high-altitude flares because I've never seen flares fly in formation. Unquestionably, it was a UFO. To debunk the military flare explanation, a few important points must be made. When the Air Force came out and said that this was um, that this was a um, grouping of flares that were dropped from Davison-Mothan Air Force Base. Now the problem is, when this was investigated, they asked the base. Investigators, reporters went and asked the base, uh, what training exercises, what planes did you have up in the air around this time? You know what the answer was? Zero. They had zero planes in the sky. Some people would counter that and say, oh, this was just classified. And, uh, you know, they weren't going to tell you. It doesn't make sense if you're going with the narrative that this was, um, you know, a military flight directly over the city of Phoenix in the evening, dropping flares over the city. And then the base that supposedly was launching these training exercises comes out and say that there wasn't a single flight that they had in the air around that time. Um, very, very sketchy. So their official story... Sorry about that, my phone battery uh, was almost dying, so we'll make this somewhat quick if we can. But the um, initial investigation, they came out and said that this happened around 10 p.m. is when they dropped the flares, and that the time of the second sighting is uh, corroborated with that. So the second sighting that happened a few hours later after the first one uh, was when supposedly these flares were dropped. So even if that was true, which it's not, but let's just say even if it was true um, that the second sighting was flares, now, what does that mean about the first one? Where there was no flights up in the air, there was no jets, it doesn't add up. It 100% doesn't add up. And it's very strange to me that people go with the theory that this was uh, flares because it doesn't move in, a, in any sort of way that uh, flares move. I mean, flares don't just hover forever. They don't move in a perfect formation over a mile wide. Now, this is where it gets even weirder. So... 
a lot of people have hypothesized in the UFO community that this the second incident was actually a scapegoat from the first incident. So the first incident being a genuine UFO encounter um, over the city of Phoenix with thousands of witnesses, and then the second one being the military attempting to do some sort of covert operation to drop flares or do anything that they can uh, to cover up the legitimacy of the first sighting. You know, if this was, let's just say hypothetically, if this was some sort of uh, public display, some intentional display of force by this non-human intelligence or whatever it was, that is something that the government is going to find unacceptable. You know, the government wants us to believe as civilians that they are the top dog, that they are the top of the food chain, and that we are completely safe under their protection. So for a mass sighting to take place, it discredits the government and not only their narrative about UFOs, but just discredits their power and authority in such a uh, large way that uh, should it be proven on uh, like the mainstream, for example, it's going to uh, cause some massive damage to the reputation of the government and to the public's trust if there's any of that remaining. Uh, well, I guess this was back in 1997, so they had a little bit more uh, to trust the government with than we do here in 2023. So the explanation of the flares, to me, it's never made uh, any sense. And even the governor coming out and saying um, what I just mentioned, she was direct quote. And then the, he also mentioned that they tried to do an investigation. His office did with the government. Guess what? Government military never got back with him. Um, they ignored him. And it just doesn't add up, man. And I felt that this was worth covering today because it's one of the most credible sightings to happen over a major U.S. city. And here we are almost 30 years later and nobody has an explanation for it. Government doesn't. I know that three years later after the event happened, the military did this sort of exercise where they dropped flares. Um, in, I think it was in Phoenix to show the public, um, look, this was flares three years ago. You guys are you know, talking conspiracy. This is madness. But here's the problem. All the witnesses who saw that event, who also watched these flares being dropped, said they weren't even, they didn't even uh, resemble in any similarities what they saw that night in March in 1997. Uh, they said the lights were different. Um, they weren't in or any organized formation, these flares that the military dropped three years later. They weren't in the pattern. Uh, that the initial craft was that they saw back in March of 97, and it just didn't add up. It says the lights, the actual flares were flickering, moved erratically, and did not stay in a formation like the craft that the thousands of people saw did. So that doesn't really add up. Now, some special ex, uh, effects export experts have ruled out the possibility that there were flares uh, through video analysis. They say it's not even possible. Um, it just doesn't make sense. So the only the only other plausible theory that I could think that you could even come up with and that I've seen on the internet before is that this was some sort of stealth aircraft. Um, now, the obvious counter to that would be what kind of stealth aircraft is over a mile wide, and uh, it's not very stealthy of you to be taking your supposed aircraft right over the city of Phoenix in the evening, correct? Uh, it just doesn't make sense. Now, a very odd twist to this story is that there was a witness one day after the event that called in uh, from Prescott Valley Airport. He was like an air, uh, air traffic controller. I forget his exact title, but he worked for the airport. And he said that there was a near-miss collision uh, that same night around 8.15 p.m. with a Cessna pilot. I'm sorry, it was around 8.32 p.m. I should be specific. And uh, Luke Air Force Base ended up sending two fighter pilots to investigate it. So they sent two pilots nearby to investigate this near-collision uh, right around the time that these sightings started to occur in the public in Phoenix. So this is where it gets weird because he says, and I quote, the command pilot of this particular flight, I've never seen this man scared and he was scared to death. He's not sure what it was. His statement was that they followed this aircraft that went on a straight line course. 
He saw five distinct lights in a tri triangular pattern. He then said the Air Force Base had a complete lockdown. All hell broke loose, basically, and this facility was closed. And it's worth noting that this was before um, the dropping of the 10 p.m. flares, even if the government story on the flares was true, which it very obviously wasn't. But let's just say for a moment, um, it's true they dropped flares at 10 p.m. Okay, well, what about what happened uh, with the Cessna pilot in this um, Air Force pilot reporting seeing this uh, same thing, five lights in a triangular formation, a giant craft that he cannot describe that scared him at the same time the civilian population is seeing the exact same thing. So even if the flares was a plausible theory for the 10 p.m. sighting, which maybe, like I said, it could have been a scapegoat. We just don't know. Uh, we're never going to get answers. It's hilarious to me that the government thinks that they can just brush this under the rug and that the uh, civilian population and the investigators and reporters, independent of journalists, are just going to give up on it and say, okay, well, government says it, so um, that's a wrap on this case. It's hilarious to me because it is one of the most credible and most well-documented cases out there. I wish there was more footage on it. This was back in 97, so it's not like everybody had a smartphone like we today there is some footage it's hard to tell anything on it i'm gonna be honest you know it's very um difficult to tell but as i said we got to trust the testimony of all these people not just the civilians but the pilots the military officers the police that called in and uh as i said i always try to do i try to do my best job to be honest and to admit that i am no expert so could this be something in the realm of uh, military secrecy that we just didn't know about i suppose I suppose it's possible. I just don't see it as likely at all. And to me, um, you know, as I just read off some of those eyewitness testimonies, that's one of dozens of hundreds of thousands of people who saw it. Not everybody's lying. Not everybody's making it up. You can always use the scapegoat when it's just a sighting by one or two or even a small group of people. But when there's a mass sighting like this and the military basically shuts down an investigation, they have no counter to it. Their official narrative is as crappy as the Roswell narrative. The narrative changes. And they do no official investigation and they shut up reporters. Um, it's obviously for a reason. And I don't think that somebody could discount this. Even if you were a skeptic, I would have to say that this is probably the most credible mass sighting, at least in the United States, in uh, recent memory that I can come up with. So what, what would be the incentive? If there's an incentive for people to lie about this, what, what would it be? At such a mass scale, it doesn't add up. I encourage you guys to go watch some documentaries on this or to hop on YouTube and watch some of the um, eyewitnesses' personal testimony on video. There's quite a few, and it's alarming. Uh, it's scary. And if this is true, we can only speculate as to what this non-human intelligence was doing, hovering over a dang city. At least in the United States, we have not seen any mass display of force uh, like that, at least in my lifetime, that I can think of. And um, to this day, we don't have any answers, guys. It's truly, truly fascinating. I, I urge you guys to investigate into this one because, uh, or maybe show it to somebody in your family or a buddy who's very skeptical about the phenomenon because it's okay to be skeptical. It makes sense. There's a lot of crazy and kooky stuff out there on the internet. Um, I get that. But when you start diving into some of these mass sightings, man, it's like um, you can't discredit it all. You can't discredit all those people. Um, the pilots, as I mentioned, the military officials, even the own governor who came out and belittled it then came out later and said, okay, it was a UFO. I did see this, and I regret demeaning the public. And we don't know if he was told to shut up. We know that his office tried to do an official investigation into it and was shut down. And we also have official confirmation that there was no jets in the sky from the Air Force Base that was operating near um, this event. So the official story does not add up. You can just chalk this up to another one that p potentially we'll never get answers on. But it is truly a fascinating sighting 
and I felt that it was worth bringing to you guys. So I appreciate you all so much for tuning in. I'm going to be doing a lot more deep dives. I'm going to try to do one a week, and we're going to try to get the studio set up, um, maybe some more lighting. It's not too bad, but I think I can maybe do a better job. So I appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. If you liked listening to the uh, audio format, go ahead, click subscribe or follow on Spotify and whatnot. If you're watching on YouTube, just click subscribe. And um, lastly, we have a group called uh, Mixed Martial Arts on Discord where we talk news, share uh, breaking headlines, share our opinions, ask questions, our experiences, so on and so forth with people who are interested in these subjects. So maybe you like UFC, but you don't care about aliens or you like aliens, but you don't care about geopolitics. We've got three subgroups um, on the Mixed Martial Arts feed on Discord. So I encourage you guys to click that and join it in the description of this video. Appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to be back with a guest episode in the next day or two. It's taken me a little while to get it all organized. I just got a new laptop, so I was figuring out how to get the audio from Zoom. Um, I'm not a tech guy, so I'm doing my best out here. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back with another episode. Peace out, Martians. Enjoy your day.